0: Hello and welcome to the Pack Mag Parents Podcast, your place to laugh and learn. Everything we do is to make the lives of everyday parents easier. Without further ado, let's welcome our hostess with the most, Bree James.
1: Welcome to the PacMag Mag Parents Podcast, Bree James. Here with you and on today's episode, I'm going to chat to Joanne Wilson. Now, she's a relationship expert and neuropsychotherapist and we're going to discuss how things have changed since the pandemic has come into our lives and the positive outcomes this has brought upon families. Now, our world before, you know, this pandemic began was a hectic, fast-paced lifestyle. And for those who had, you know, to hit pause on their action-packed life, it was pretty difficult. So 2020 has definitely given us all a bit of a shake-up Whether it be, you know, with our job, with our career, uh, with our daily routine or, you know, just a change in perspective about what's important, whether that's our health uh, and, you know, spending time with loved ones. It's definitely been something that we've all, you know, definitely had taken taken for granted in the past and certainly aren't any longer. Um, But you know, one thing we did not expect was the shift from parenting in the fast lane to the slow lane. So today I have Joanne going to talk to us about the effects of this new way of parenting that we've come, you know, a bit accustomed to now. So how can we keep these changes to carry on into the future post-pandemic? Let's find out. Let's get her on Zoom.
0: It's time to get to class.
2: So tell me, Joanne, how would you explain parenting pre-COVID? Because obviously, you know, things have changed a little bit. But before we had this little virus come into our lives, parenting was a little bit different.
3: It sure was. Um, Speaking from experience as a mother of uh, three boys under 12 um, and also what I see in the counselling room, I, I think I would describe my parenting journey and that of many others pre-COVID, as frantic, fast-paced, stressed out, and that word, guilty. Um, So many parents, um, and even if I've heard it on your podcast as well, that term parental guilt is always featured. And so it's just seemed to me, upon reflection, before COVID, rather out of control. And I think there's that term that one of my favourite neuroscientists use um, is parents are very much milkshake multitasking. And what that means is basically we're paying the ballet fees whilst we're watching the football and dinner's on the stove and we've got to get Freddie down to soccer practice and our brains just can't handle that. Like when we are overloaded, our neural pathways are so affected that it becomes neural chaos. And so if you think about parenting, Pre-COVID, yeah, that's how I think about it. And it's not like that for everybody. I totally get that, but there was definitely a huge thing from what I saw.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, let's talk about since the virus and we've all experienced lockdown in Australia at some point, things did change. I think a lot of parents have had a huge shift. They've gone, you know, let's just take things a little bit easier and a bit slower.
3: Yeah, I think there's... Um, there was no margin for many people i love that term margin and it's that part of your page that allows just for a bit of freedom and to catch up with the neighbor um to just randomly just stop and lie on the grass with one of your children and watch the clouds go by but we're so scheduled that there wasn't a lot of time for that and i think when we scribble on our children's margin we don't allow them a lot of freedom just to be a child, and so yeah, that's a whole new topic of overscheduling children. But it just seems to be a real theme for um, for life and parents working. We're all trying to create the best life um, for our families with both many parents, both working. Not everybody, um, yeah. But stereotypically, there just seems to be an action-packed, lauded lifestyle of busyness. So if you run into another parent down the street, like, how are you? Oh, so busy. that it's kind of like a badge of honour. And even I've kind of got caught into that. It's just like, oh, so busy. Kind of, does it make me feel important? Or is it just,
2: what is it that I'm trying to achieve here? Yeah. And it's interesting because I do think, you know, um, since we've all been, Seeing everything happening around the globe with this pandemic is we've actually seen what is really important. And I think many of us are, are just taking that breather and going, you know what, work can wait or, you know, I'm not going to bother with that. Let's just hang out and do, you know, I think I started watching Netflix for the first time this year. Just little things like that, little shifts that I see that parents have made have taken the, um, taken the reins a little bit looser.
3: Yeah, and I think we needed that. Like, if It sounds terrible to say, but there have been some benefits of a pandemic and that it really did put the, the brakes on many of um, people's lifestyles and they were forced to stop and take check of what was going on in their family lifestyle.
2: Well, I think we've realised, you know, the most important thing is our health and our family, you know, and, and that connection. So I think, you know, it's been very positive in many ways. Now, you talk about, Parenting in the fast lane in your book. So tell me a little bit more about that and what the negative effects are on parents. Yeah, so
3: parenting in the fast lane is, you know, what we've been describing is that milkshake multitasking, and there's no room for margin, it's just go, 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 go. And also that sense of um the what if my child doesn't reach their full potential. There seems to be this innate desire for many parents to make sure that they try. 50 different activities in case they excel at one of them and so I certainly uh, wasn't raised that way as were many gener- generations before and they could still become very successful um, but I think the negative effects that the biggest thing I see is this shift for children to lose their resilience like I can even hear it reflected by the teachers um, at our school that you know they're just a lot more anxious um, that's even seen you know in many schools now they're having to appoint um, even more staff in the areas of mental health or care or pastoral care to be able to cope with this next generation and I can't speak for every single school um, not at all but I'm just seeing these themes in the in the counselling room one that we're helicopter parenting a little bit anyway um, but two is when we have this overstimulated over entertained child um, in the world that we've been living in pre-a-pandemic, that the child loses the ability to self-soothe, to be able to entertain themselves, that when things are tough, um, when they uh, face challenges or even when they're bored, they don't know how to cope. And so they're always looking for a screen for mum and dad to find something for them to do or to be the centre of attention. And I follow a lot of, um, I think her name is um, Professor Twenge, and she talks about this next you know, it sounds quite catastrophic, but this next generation of narcissistic children because it's all about them and how amazing they are and you can be the best you can be and we'll entertain you and we'll create the most amazing child, but they can't find it within. And we kind of call that your internal locus of control. And we need to to be able to find that within, which is really important. So when I think, again, um, parenting in the fast lane um, creates inattentiveness, um, there's not a lot of communication going in families it's kind of an external focus elsewhere
2: and it's easy for us to do because we're also in that fast lane so we're obviously parenting in that fast lane but you know I agree with you completely so many children have zero resilience and they don't know what to do with themselves I mean they don't even like yeah. to the phone I mean gosh when we grew up in there in the 80s, it was you know you never knew who was ringing. We didn't have caller ID, <laughs> but it was a race to pick up that phone. And this generation, the generation, are too scared. It's like oh, I'm not picking. I don't want to talk to somebody. How scary is that? So it is quite yeah. Um, that children to, yeah. today they their resilience is uh is quite low. So maybe you know again with this pandemic, it's it's teaching them a bit more resilience as well.
3: I hope so. Yeah, I definitely. I hope there is a positive ripple effect. And I think when I'm working in counselling every adversity that walks you know every situation every person that walks through my door our only option during these challenging times and gosh I hear them all is to make them our teacher and rise above it and become better people for what we face and so you know if children face these from a very young age it's kind of good you don't want them to be traumatized or abused and that's the opposite end of this goal but we need them to be able to deal with life's challenges as a child
2: yeah I love it so how can we as parents create self-discipline with our children for lasting change? Because I think, you know, many children have zero discipline, um, zero self-discipline. Um, so how can we create that in our children's lives a bit more?
3: Yeah, well, I kind of have encapsulated into to six to. So number one is, is just starting with your own mindset and your attitude that, you know, I talked about that, that badge of honour that, oh, I'm so busy um, is not really something to be lauded um, but also just, you know, making that decision. Like that's the first step is to change your mindset that I want to be able to have that freedom, that space in my lifestyle um, and as restrictions hopefully continue to lift um, post-pandemic, if we could even start to work towards using that term, that we can make a decision that we need to make this a lasting change. Um, Number two is is when I'm working with clients that they'll reflect to me that they said that they would make changes one day, and it was only when things got so bad, either their partner said I'm actually leaving, or their child ended up in hospital, or something really, or you know, you often your body's just screaming at you in sickness, and then you literally can't uh, function anymore. That maybe just don't wait until one day for you to make these changes that, gosh, they keep telling us that our kids are going to be gone soon. Like sometimes it feels like I'm swimming through syrup as a parent, but really in the big picture of our life, they're not with us for very long. And so don't leave it to one day to make these great changes. Um, yeah. So number three is just find self-compassion as a parent. Like that is the first thing I think, for, for you know, is that typical term to be able to care for others. You've got to care for yourself. And so, if you can find self-compassion activities that really encourage slowness and um, it's like a a slow-paced meditative element, such as um, an exercise that is like the yoga comes to mind or anything that is, you know, bushwalking or things that you can either include the children or on your own or it could just be, you know, deep meditative breathing or prayer or whatever it is that is your your daily habit and to make habits you need to attach them to things that you already do so if you tie your shoelaces have a note next to your shoelaces or in your shoe that says meditate for five minutes or go for a slow walk because um, we need baby steps to encourage your brain to attach itself to current healthy habits for you to continue them they say it takes 60 days ish to create new healthy habits. So, yeah, that's number three. Um, number four is to check your surrounds down. So check who you're hanging out with. Are you surrounding yourself with equally fast-paced, crazy, um, busy, busy people? Like, yes, definitely surround yourself with inspiring people, but maybe not those that are spiralling out of control in the fast-track freeway to Facebook envy. Like, are you, you know, with that Instagram Instagram, um, influences crowds that have to be there and everywhere and are ignoring their children like really what's important um at the end of the day um, another one number five is daily quarantine quiet so we've been i'm using that word q quarantine is not attached to a particularly happy thought but let's carry this through for the rest of your life, put yourself in quarantine every you know, every day for a few minutes. Like as a parent, I don't know. How do I get that? I have to get up earlier. And that takes discipline because once the kids are up, it's noisy and it's very hard to go and find some <laughs> quarantine <Yep>.
2: quiet. <laughs> My husband takes it, goes to the toilet for so his quarantine. Quiet. <laughs> <He is. laughs> Number of moments, usually when the dishes yeah. need to be done, about half an hour is MIA. So yep yeah, yeah. no one wants to go in there either so yep. yeah
3: yeah and how long does it take for them to be in there I totally endorse that like <laughs> just get it done and get out <laughs> um, my last one is just saying no look I'm in here with everybody else like even that attached no I can't because and you have to feel like particularly for women I'm going to stereotype us because we feel because we care so much that We're not going to sign up our child because everyone else is because of something, other reason. Just say no and be so confident in yourself that no is actually good. Like I'm the first person to say, gosh, if you want to be successful, say yes to every opportunity. But on the flip side, if you want to really start to parent in the slow lane, you're going to have to have those boundaries to say no and contentedly watch those other parents on the freeway of, you know, Facebook success, maybe wave them as you go by without the FOMO, a fear of missing out. And I think even I find that too that, gosh, why do I have to say yes? And I don't want to disappoint my friends or my children's friends, but really, are we doing them a disservice if we say yes to everything?
2: Mm, I love it. Any parting words of advice for parenting in the slow lane?
3: I think self-discipline comes to mind like literally any new healthy habit is really making that decision and self-discipline and if you can mentor that for your children it is such a wonderful blessing to see that that you can say no that you can carve out quiet time that you can literally do nothing and smell the breeze They're, they're watching everything we do that's kind of frightening that they're copying my my habits and and my terms that I use my phrases but Yeah, and I think, um, obviously, as a relationship specialist, and that's why I penned my book, um, Renovate Your Relationship, is that that is the underpinning of everything, Um, that when your parental relationship is going well or even if you're a single parent, when you're surrounded with healthy relationships, um, that is such a wonderful, safe foundation um, for your children to launch them to success.
2: I love it. Thank you so much, Joanne, for being on the show today. Uh, Relationshiprejuvenator.com. Check it out. The great book, uh, Renovate Your Relationship. Um, It looks fantastic. But, yeah, thank you so much for being on the show today. Some really great tips about getting us all to slow down and parent in that uh, slow lane. I think it's a great piece of advice for all of us today.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: If you're loving the PacMag Parenting Podcast, then you'll love our other channels. Follow PacMag on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. It's a wrap. What did we learn on today's show? So one of the
1: things that we learned today was that parents need to stop milkshake multitasking because our brains can't handle that and in result we block our neuropathways. So You know, pre-COVID, there was no room for margin for us parents, like Joanne said. And these margins allow us to put aside time in our day to focus on ourselves and create a sense of freedom so perhaps we can spend this time catching up with a neighbor or laying on the grass with our child and watch the clouds go past because without these margins where we've got a bit of free time we take away the freedom for our child just to be that just a child and while we as parents are working hard to create a good life for our families sometimes the balance or as i like to call the work-life blend becomes very very blurred leaving uh, us feeling quite guilty as parents that we're not spending enough quality time with our children so put some margins in make sure you've got plenty of free time to spend doing things you love with people you love now number two was as much as the pandemic has caused trouble in our lives it has also been a blessing in disguise many of us realize that we've finally taken the time to do things that we usually wouldn't and you know the things that we wouldn't have made time for in the past so this shift we have made in our lifestyle has positively impacted our family life we put the brakes on in many ways and we've learned to enjoy the moment fully and enjoy the small things a lot lot more and the last thing that I love today was Joanne's six steps to lasting self-discipline for our children because our children definitely can get more disciplined and so can we as adults. So let's talk about those. Number one was to start with your own mindset. Number two was don't wait for one day to make these changes. Number three was to find self-compassion. To be able to care for others, you need to be able to care for yourself. So make sure you're doing that, caring for yourself, create some healthy habits. And number four was to check your surround sound. Who are you hanging around with? Are they, you know the music to your ears that you want to hear and number five was a daily quarantine quiet I love that making sure you've got that little bit of quarantine even if it's in the bathroom with the door closed doing your business it's probably that the only time you do get a bit of peace and quiet not in my house they come and find me um and the last one was just say no As parents, we're not very good at it sometimes. We are with our children, but not when it comes to an adult asking something of us. So just say no. You've got my permission. Give yourself permission too. Well, that's the end of another episode. We hope you loved it as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. A huge thank you to everyone who has made the show possible. And of course, our wonderful guest, uh, Joanne Wilson. Thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing your amazing insights. Until next time, PacMag parents, happy parenting and don't forget to tell everyone you heard it on PacMag.
0: Thanks for listening to today's show. If you want to be an expert guest or you've got a weird, wacky or wonderful product to share, don't be shy. Get in contact with our team at info at This podcast is proudly produced by PacMag. You can listen to more episodes on our website, pacmag.com.au.